Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. On J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn from Barton Hahn in with J. Will today. Let's get back to the NFL, Jay. You got a big deal announced, and we were waiting for this, the TV deals for the future for the, for the NFL coverage. And you have a new deal with ABC, ESPN, Disney, which Over we'll talk about in a second. billion dollars, right? Ooh. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's <sighs> Wasn't all the player. talk literally like eight months ago, how much the league is struggling? and lose it's like money. But you think quarterbacks got paid a lot of money now? Oh, no doubt. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Joe, Joe Burrow oh. is sitting back saying – I just can't suck, Oof. right? Oh. Like Trevor Lawrence ain't even in the league yet, and he's just – I just just be mediocre. I'll be getting 45, 50, 50 million. million. I mean, like the top-tier quarterbacks, where are they going to be at, 60 million that's eventually? Why, that's why I always – if you're Sam Darnold, like this is such a big year for him. Huge year. Because this is that make or break. This is that will I be Mariota, right? Will I be Trubisky signing a one-year, or am I going to get you know, the bag? Am I going to get the quam? But here's the thing. I'm also praying if I'm Sam Darnold, I'm sitting there saying, I have competent leadership. Wow. I really want to stay with somebody who's competent. That is big like too. stability. We talk about this for the Knicks. We talk about this for the Jets. Infrastructure is everything. Talk about this sports. for the Giants. Dave Gettleman. Like, yeah. well, that's a, well, we're still uh, well, TBD yet. Yeah. And same with Joe to a degree. But like, it just, hey, keep building in the right direction. If you can know that you trusting your leadership to surround you with the pieces to be successful. That deems so much on them to help you be successful. There's only certain players out there that are going to be successful regardless, right? right yeah, yeah. Just, it takes building the right team around talent to be successful. Especially quarterbacks in the NFL, no doubt about it. But the money certainly is there. So the agreement keeps Sunday afternoon games on CBS and Fox, Sunday night games on NBC, Monday night games on ESPN. Also, some games airing on ABC hey. for the first time. Mm. Amazon will be the exclusive home for Thursday night games. There'll also be over-the-air channels in competing teams' home markets. NFL Network also airing select games. ABC getting the Super Bowl. I get 30 packages from Amazon a damn day. <laughs> and now I have to go watch games can on we, Amazon, too? Can we talk too? about breaking down boxes? Can I, we talk uh, about the Jenga that goes on in my many, garage? I don't know how you guys feel about this at home or people listening right now. I break down, break down at least 30 boxes a day. Like, it's just in small little things. Like, oh, Toothbrushes. It is great that it's a huge box. Huge box. And, and five in boxes brush. in the box. In the box. I'm like, why do I keep opening boxes to find a toothbrush? We're having a new little baby boy on the way this month. Oh, yeah. Oh, the diapers. They oh, just yeah. keep going. It's just yeah. reoccurring. Too many, too many boxes. I'm boxed out. Box me out. Man, I'm opting tremendous. out on the boxes Op- now. Opt out on boxing out? I'll tell you what. Ours, our cardboard is picked up every two weeks. My garage after one week is just... Yeah. I, I, I start just Mess. leaving boxes there and seeing how long they stay. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do a little social experiment. And then I just, after, Anybody else after a it? day, I get so annoyed. You see box cutter. You see. I see people just walk by. And my wife's great at it. She's, she's been getting, she's, she does it now. But still, it's like. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think that's a problem. That's, that's, that's a problem, I think. That's real world problems that we all, we all seem to have. 
Carson Wentz is, is such an interesting story because what is he going to be? We just did it on, on, on take it or, or shake it, right? It's, it's, is he going to have a successful season or not? It's built around him to do it. But when you, when you hear the stuff that, that he said in his interview yesterday with the media, his introduction in, uh, with the Colts media, he talks about his relationship with Jalen Hurts, and he, he explains that. He talks about he, – he, look, one thing he did is he faced all of the criticisms of him. He confronted Bad his teammate. deficiencies, yes. Yes, and, and he, oh, if that was me, if that happened, you know, uh, I apologize to those teammates. I want to be better. Great. But it's just the little things that you hear. It's, it's sort of what he says and then what you hear are two different things a lot of times, right? If I read it to you, you'd say, what's wrong with that? But if you hear him say it – The tonality. Tonality. Yeah, it, it's well done. Look, I, I, at this point for Carson Wentz, I, I don't care what he has to say, right? I love that he's owning and confronting his own deficiencies. This team is locked and loaded. It's time. Yep. It's time, as Kobe would say, put on your big boy pants. And as we led into this segment, great sound that said, hey, Carson Wentz can't shrink in big moments. When things get tough, you can't go into your shell. And I think that's what I'm hoping that Frank Wright can help him find. Right. He needs to become that guy that people want to follow. Because everything that I've heard and seen in Philadelphia talked about the locker room being a little bit empty, Carson Wentz being a little bit more inclusive to what he's going through. There was a tendency for players who want to follow Jalen Hurts way more than they want to follow Carson Wentz. So now as we talk about them having a chance to win a Super Bowl, I want to see players, and he said it, I wrote it down. He said, respect is earned. I have to go earn that. I want to see how the process works out with him gaining the respect of the players on this team. Because that's going to determine whether they win a Super Bowl. And do you think that reputation might follow him so the Colts players might look and think, all right, well, I heard this about this guy. Let's see what he's about. You always want to give somebody that fresh start, right? The benefit the clean of the slate. Doubt. yeah. Well, well, whatever happened there, he's in a new place. But you still hear that stuff. And as a teammate – you kind of want to see what he's about. So those first impressions are important. And I also think what you have to watch out for, and I know I joked about it in the previous segment, you know, his dad, Frank Reich, right? Like, you also don't want to be the teacher's pet. Where now the players are like, oh, well, he can't do any wrong because Frank Reich brought him in here. He now has to make sure he's successful. So you, I mean, you, you see how that relationship works. If you're Carson Wentz, you've got to make sure that the players understand where you're coming from and that you are all in, not just for yourself and your own success, but for them too. And I don't know if that happened in Philly. He had success on the field. He was an MVP candidate until the injury. He put up numbers. And so when you're having success, I don't care what your personality is because we're winning because of you. So I'm cool with it. You want to be, be a loner or you want to do your own thing, that's fine. But this is a different situation for him. He's bringing now a little bit of this, not baggage, but reputation with him. Those first couple of days when he gets in that locker room are going to be very important. Well, as a player on anybody's team, if I have a new guy coming into my team, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But I'm, you're also going to be aware I'm of going to be, Oh, yeah, what, one what million percent, Alan. Right. And I'm going to pay attention to what kind of things you say. You know, what are your actions? Right. Your actions are bigger than your words. But also, when you speak your words, if you don't talk a lot, like, how are you saying it? Like, how are you pushing me? How are you making us better? And I think for him, that tonality that you spoke about, you know, we'll hear the sound, but it's one of those things where you're like, I just want him to come in and be like, hey, look, you don't have to be ultra aggressive, but this is what I want to accomplish. 
We're here to win a Super Bowl. It's my job to make everybody else around me better. I want to play the way I played in 2017 and be better beyond that. Lead with that kind of mindset. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the challenge for Carson Wentz. Let me just throw out here, too, by the way, he just got $10 million in his pocket. Adam Schefter reporting that's his roster bonus. A little 10 mil. Yeah. Get, I mean, I, I'm, I'm never, you're never going to hear me knock any Not player day. on getting their money. Yes. Get your money, Carson. No doubt about it. So, so listen to Carson Wentz explaining uh, the idea of, of the number change because he's wearing number two this year. He can't wear 11 because he, he asked Michael Pittman for it, and he said, no, I'm all set. But, but Wentz explains how that whole thing went down. You know, when the trade went down, I obviously reached out to Pittman right away, and I said, hey, no pressure. Are you married to number 11? He's like, yeah, I think so. And I'm like, all right, cool. No worries. Um, you know, I was actually number 20, believe it or not, in high school. Always loved number 20, but naturally, 1 through 19 are, are the options at quarterback. So uh, going into college, I actually wanted number two, but it was taken. So for three years, I, I was 11, and by then I was kind of married to it. So this for me, I'm excited. I'm excited for a fresh start. Number two, I think, um, is really in the back of my mind, back of my heart, always what I wanted to be. So uh, we're excited to, and hopefully, hopefully people think I look good in two. If not, who cares? My wife does, so that's all that matters. See that last part right there. <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully look, people think I look good. If not, who cares? Would I have my taken wife a, likes it. Would I have taken a different approach to <laughs> to get a number eleven if I really wanted it for Michael Pittman? Yeah. But, yeah, I think I'm married to it. Great. Well, I'll write you a check so you don't have to be married to it so you can get a divorce from it. Right. But I, at the same time, though, like I'm okay with Carson Wentz saying, you know, I'm on a new team. Let me learn how to fit in with these guys. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers. Let me just get in where I fit in. But it, it is ironic that another quarterback whose number is number two is the same team that he just left from in Jalen Hurts. I think that's interesting uh, that that's another connection as well all right the colts they're hoping carson wentz can get in the zone get in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. get in the zone AutoZone. today on espn daily nfl free agency in full swing lewis riddick joins us as you've never heard him to break down the very latest follow us and listen wherever you get your podcasts so let's get back into March Madness and the conversation on, on basketball. Val Ackerman joins us right now, Big East Commissioner. And and I think the first question is is a pretty obvious one, Val, and thanks for joining us. Hey, Val. It is over 700 days since we've had the NCAA tournament. And last year, obviously, what went down and happening the way it happened where suddenly it was all gone and life changed as we know it. Is How important was it to get to this point, to have this tournament? Well, this is a great time of year, guys. As you know, last year it was um, a a sad time because we weren't able to pull off uh, the conference tournaments or March Madness. So for everybody involved in college basketball, we're really excited that uh, the tournament's about to begin. It looks like it will be um, conducted fully and safely uh, as a result of a lot of work by uh, by NCAA staff, especially to, uh, to make their controlled environment work. Um, and so, you know, speaking for the Big East, we've got four teams that are playing in Indianapolis, two teams playing in Texas, and um, we're, you know, we're hopeful that their fortunes will be uh, will be good, and importantly, that the event will go as planned. Hey, Val, how are you doing? Hey, Jay, how are you? Great to see you. Great to see you too. Last time we spoke was in the summer after all this stuff went down. I, I got to say, I was I was blown away with how impressed I was with how you and your league handled everything. Can you, can you bring us back to that day when the game stopped at halftime between St. John's and Creighton and, and what actually took place to ultimately get you to that, that position? 
Well, if, if, if I must. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we moved back. on. I know. <laughs> we, tried, we tried to move on. In fact, we just had a great tournament um, at the Garden this past weekend, which was really exciting to see, uh, to see it go off without a hitch. But last year, to your point, was really difficult. I mean, we, um, you know, we had to make a very difficult decision uh, midway through a game to pull the plug. We were relying on the guidance of um, local authorities in the city of New York who just that very day um, decided to issue a large gathering restriction that had the effect of, um, of, of really stopping um, basic activities in New York City, including sports events. So once we got that news, we quickly pivoted, did what we had to do. It was a very dark day for the conference uh, and for college basketball. Um, lots of heartache there for us, but you know, as you said earlier, we've kind of put ourselves Humpty Dumpty, put themselves back together again, <laughs> and then we just we went on and, and worked hard this past year to make this past season happen. Yeah, all right. So let's not go back then to the bad memory, but how about to what got us here? What got you to be able to have a season, to have a Big East tournament at the Garden, and to be able to have teams in the NCAA tournament? What were some of the steps that maybe people don't know about that had to be done behind the scenes? to have a season this year? Well, we, we tip our hats um, to our schools, our athletics directors, knock themselves out, our, our, you know, our coaches, men and women, our student athletes were very resilient. Um, we ended up playing uh, about 80% of our regular season schedule this year, which if someone had told us last summer we would have hit that high of a number, we probably would have been very surprised, happily surprised that we could pull that off. Um, I mostly want to commend our doctors and trainers who were really literally on the front lines helping us manage medical issues, COVID testing requirements. The Big East is in 11 different jurisdictions, and everyone was a bit different here in terms of what they were requiring by way of quarantines, travel restrictions, inbound and outbound. We had a medical task force with infectious disease specialists who were counseling us regularly about the trajectory of the virus across our country and our, our footprint. So it was sort of med school 101, to be honest, over the past year. And um, we fortunately had a great relationship that we established with the state of New York at the end, who were with us sort of every step of the way as we were pulling together the pieces to make the men's tournament at the Garden possible and our women's tournament at Mohegan Sun possible in the case of the Mohegan Tribal Authority. So it was very complex, lots of moving parts here, exhausting Mm-hmm. But, you know, mission accomplished and getting it done. And, again, now we go on and see what happens on the national stage. Yeah, it's always about once you get to see that ball tip off, then you know, okay, The ball exhale. is tipped. Right. Well, the, yes. never more has that meant something. Yes. It meant more than this year. Just that's the exhale moment. Okay, we got here. And, and that's certainly uh, what matters. We had a very spirited debate between Seth Greenberg and Jay Will yesterday on the show about the, the not NCAA property movement that we're seeing on social media with some of the players and I just thought to ask you from your expertise and also your position, what your reaction to that is. Well, on the subject of NIL, um, it's happened. It will happen. I mean, you may know I chaired a um, national working group with Gene Smith at Ohio State that delivered a report last year to the uh, NCAA Board of Governors recommending really groundbreaking changes in the NCAA's NIL um, rules spent the better part of the last year trying to figure out the details. And it's complex in the college space. It's not like the pros. There's things you have to worry about in college, particularly relating to inequities in recruiting that have to really get thought about deeply when you're putting together an NIL framework. So we've done a ton of work here. Um, It was unfortunate 
that the uh, Department of Justice issued the letter back in January that, um, coupled with some other things, put a skid on the vote that was planned at the NCA convention. And so for me, it's not a question of if, but when, as it relates to NIL. So I'm really optimistic that we're going to make that happen. Um, obviously, the states and Congress have a deep interest in this. Um, and because of the importance of college sports in our country, it's not surprising that they would um, that they would want to you know, potentially get involved in this because of the ramifications. But again, on the subject of NIL, I, you know, it's going to happen. And um, hopefully with, uh, you know, with some additional work in the coming months, uh, we will be able to get this to a vote. And, uh, you know, my hope we can get it into effect before the start of the next academic year in September. Val, have you seen some of these discrepancies on Twitter between the amenities at the men's tournament and the women's tournament? And if you have, what are your thoughts? Jay, I'm, I'm not, I, I have just begun to see some notes on this and I can't comment on it because I don't have all the facts. I do know, you know, I have great respect for Lynn Holtzman, who's the vice president of, of the NCAA. Um, she's done an absolutely you know, Herculean job pulling together everything in, in Texas. I know women's basketball is very important to the NCAA. We've actually got a top team in UConn that's uh, down in Texas and we expect to go far. So if there is, if there are some inequities, um, my sense is, you know, the NCAA is going to make that right quickly and uh, make sure that it's the kind of tournament that, uh, that our women's basketball programs can be proud of. Understood. You guys had a coach, a legendary coach that played at a program and Patrick Ewing win the Big East tournament, which was amazing to see, considering all the stories coming out of him and Madison Square Garden during that time. Uh, how, how good was that for not only the school, but also the conference to have one of the conference's best players mm. to win the tournament in a year that people were finally starting to pay attention once again to college basketball? Well, look, that was an incredible story. I mean, they, we, were, we were breathless, I mean, just watching that run. Uh, Georgetown, you know, four games at the Garden. They were picked last in our preseason coaches poll, um, you know, Patrick is a legend in every sense of the word. And I, I think he just solidified his legacy uh, by winning um, not only as a player, but also now as a coach. So we're really happy for him. He's, um, you know, he's going to do great things. I know at Georgetown, he cares deeply about the student athletes. He, he was one. He knows what they're living and uh, Georgetown has invested a tremendous amount in this program. So for the president, Jack DeJoy, the AD, Lee Reed, Patrick and his players, uh, we couldn't be happier for them and hope they can keep the momentum going in Indianapolis. Val, I have one last tough question for you because you're, you're really good at being honest and transparent with us. And we really appreciate your ability to articulate some of these difficult conversations. Uh, obviously, there was an issue with Greg McDermott that happened this year that was reported. Creighton handled it internally were you a part of any of these conversations from a league perspective about Greg coaching in the Big East tournament? Well, we, um, you know, we, as, as Creighton did, um, did not condone Greg's statements by any stretch. We put out a statement to that effect. It, they really were, um, they were at odds very much with our vision, with the Big East values, um, with what we have tried to do in terms of our commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, respect, tolerance, et cetera. Um, you know, the answer is yes. I had conversations at the highest levels of Creighton. Um, I made views of mine known. I know others' uh, opinions were also sought by their leadership. And at the end of the day, um, decisions like that are institutional decisions. Um, you know, Coach McDermott apologized a, a few times over. 
Um, I had a chance to speak with him. I, you know, I believe this is a learning experience uh, for him. And it's my hope that all of us can use the experience to double down and make sure that, um, you know, the environment in the Big East, the environment at our schools and the environment in our country um, is, you know, becomes one that uh, we all want to be part of and is respectful to all of our stakeholders, most, most significantly our student athletes. So where, you know, where we go from here, the Big East is, you know, is working on, we've got a working group that's actually meeting in a couple of weeks, and I'm sure this will be one of the topics on the agenda. Um, Bobby, but, uh, do, you, again, do you feel that one game was sufficient? Because your, your tonality seems a little bit different. Do you feel like one game was sufficient of a suspension for him? Um, you know, to be honest, I, I might have done it a little bit differently, but again, it was an institutional decision at the end of the Understood. day. Again, as as Jay said, also, we appreciate the candor. I know it's, those aren't easy conversations to have, but of course, that's why you're in the position you are. Thank you so much, Val, for joining us. We appreciate it. That's why she's one of the best in the business. Hey that is true. Thanks, Val. I appreciate you. Great, guys. Thanks for being with Thanks for having me. You got it. I mean, it's not an easy it's, thing uh, to answer. All the, I mean, think about the questions we asked her about. I mean, not NCAA property. Right. How you deal with that. How you're doing with issues like Greg McDermott. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't avoid any of it. Yeah. Didn't it, talk around a, it. And, and, and that's what I, every time I talk to her, I really appreciate it because certain people, look, they dance around issues. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that. We deal with that. When you mm-hmm. don't want to answer a question, mm-hmm. I can give you an answer. That's not the answer, right? Mm-hmm. But she's always very direct. And um, it's a challenging position that she's in, but she's doing one hell of a job. Yeah, yeah no question about that. All right, so coming up, we talked about Carson Wentz, uh, but what about the team that he left? Are they really going to think about drafting a quarterback in the top ten again? I think they should. We'll talk about that after Jay has this from DraftKings. Over the years, you've heard us talk a lot about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. The sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. Luckily for all of us sports fans, DraftKings is still here and has daily fantasy contests running for those who have the skin in the game. DraftKings has paid over $7 billion to Mm. users across all sports. $7 billion, wow. With a B. Just draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup. On the line, it's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting, drafting them, assembling a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you have, wow, now that you, how, now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code KJZ. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code KJZ to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The Eagles just ended a quarterback controversy by agreeing to trade Carson Wentz. Would they really invite another one by drafting a QB sixth overall this April? Would you take a quarterback there to compete with Hurts? Absolutely. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. 
Dining in dollars, doing business and bought wherever life takes you. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal, done. Freelancing in France, no problem. Sending money back to mom, simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hunt in with Jay Will. That's James right there. James James plays that rock music when we come out of break sometimes. Key hates it. I'm okay with it, James. Why would Key hate it? Key's like, that's not our DJ. I am am who I am, guys. You are who you are, James. I respect it. Keep grinding. People need to see Steele's beard, by the way. Oh. Yeah, they they, they got to see that certainly um, as well. So I did say progressive, didn't I? Uh Oh, what did Evan yell at you? Yeah, probably. No, we're good. We're good. I know I said progressive. You said, yeah, you're good. I'm, I'm being told. Say don't pretty, don't let them progressive. You know, it's like me giving you a, a, a play on the sideline. Evan's in the back. You know how to run. You know how to run the right. team. Mm. You know how to. We know what set we're in. I'm not worried. That's where the coaches say, just just be yourself. Just be yourself on just the run court. The play. <laughs> It never works out. <laughs> I can't be myself because I would shoot it every damn time, Coach. Let's be honest with you. Know, that's always the best play. Have Jay shoot the ball. I mean, it that's worked the best out. Play. It worked out. Alan Hahn here with Jay Will. And, um, you know, it's just funny. Uh, Mike Woodson used to say that about when he was coaching the Knicks. What's your best play? Give the ball to Carmelo. Mm-hmm. That's my best play. Oh, Keyshawn wrote a book about it. Give me the damn ball. <laughs> Give me the damn that's ball. That's obviously his best play. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. So let's get into the NFL and the NFL. I, I like talking to Mike to Matt Miller. I've had him on my show, Barton Hahn, before, ESPN NFL Draft contributor, founder of uh, the Draft Scout, and uh, at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter. Oh, I'm seeing something, Mr. Miller. I see a picture of you on one knee. Uh Uh-oh. And I see Uh so many amazing people have helped pull this surprise off, but most importantly... She said yes. Welcome to marriage, brother. Welcome. Congratulations, Congratulations, Matt. Thank you, guys. Way to start. Way to start the interview. Here, of right? course, give, give me blushing. Smiling. Now you, now you got to tell us how you did it. How'd you do it? Give me some details, please. Yeah, a lot of people help pull off the surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so last last Friday, a uh, group of friends we all met in Kansas City, uh, which I live just south of, and we went to uh, one of our favorite spots at Boulevard Brewing Company, and the marketing team. In, like, the midst of a rainstorm, we found, like, 10 minutes where it was not raining, <laughs> and they let us go up to the, the rooftop, which overlooks you know, downtown Kansas City with the skyline in the background. And uh, one of my good friends said, hey, let me take a photo of you guys. And so that was that was the cue nice. to, to get on one knee and, and pull the ring out of the pocket where I had it you. hidden. So uh, thankfully, she said yes. Yeah, you know, awesome, otherwise, man. that story's not as good. I'll tell you what, though, Jay, because you, you can see the ring on the on her hand in another photo. ESPN pays well. I mean, you're doing, you're doing all right, Matt. You're doing all right. She's a happy lady. She's a happy well, lady. You know that new NFL money came in yesterday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I do just want to warn you, though. You know how it works out this way. It's like once you get engaged, people are like, well, when's the wedding day? Mm-hmm. Then once you get married, oh, it's like, yeah. when you have the first kid? I'm yep. like, wow, when does it stop? You guys just keep asking what's next all the time. Hey, can we just get in the car and drive? Right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Let's just like let's just chill for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Well, we can't chill when we're talking about the NFL and we're talking about the draft coming up. But we, we talked earlier in the show, and I think, Jay, you and I disagreed on this, right, where it was take it, take it or shake it about the wide receiver yes, we market. See, the theory is, Matt, 
that the, the slow market in free agency for wide receivers has to do with the amount of wide receivers and the talent of those wide receivers available in the draft. Do you agree with that? You know, guys, I do to an extent. And I think that the key is that like the, the value of the wide receiver position has started to change in that like, Michael Thomas was a second-round pick. DK Metcalf was a second-round pick. A.J. Brown was a second-round pick. So it, I think we're starting to look at wide receivers not quite like running backs. It's not been devalued that much, but it's the idea that do you need to spend a top-ten pick on a wide receiver? No one was drafted in the top ten last year at the wide receiver position. And it was a, an historic year with Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, even guys who went in the second round like T. Higgins, Michael Pittman. It was a very good wide receiver class. None of them went in the top ten. And so I think more so what we're seeing is that Teams are saying, okay, is wide receiver a premier position? Do we need to pay for Kenny Galladay? Do we need to pay for Juju Smith-Schuster? And even you know, Allen Robinson signs his franchise tag tender. You know, we're, we're seeing wide receivers understand that, you know what, we, we're not the reset-the-market guy. That's not who I am. I'm, I'm not that player. And so instead, I think they're taking smart deals, taking smart money. Curtis Samuel to Washington is another example of that, of teams – or excuse me, players understanding what their actual value is because these teams do see that – while this year's wide receiver class maybe is not as deep as last year's, Jamar Chase is a really good player. And so would you rather have Jamar Chase or Kenny Galladay? I'd rather have Jamar Chase. Would well, I'd rather, rather have him on a rookie deal. Uh, would you have, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for five years, right? Would you rather right. have Devontae Smith or Juju Smith-Schuster? I'd rather have the guy who just won the Heisman, first wide receiver since 91 to do it. I'd rather have that. And so I think that is affecting free agency in the matter of would I rather pay $15 million a year for Juju Smith-Schuster, whose best year was two years ago, or Kenny Galladay, who's 28, played five games last year, or would I rather have one of these rookies? So I think we're, we're also seeing just the, the money in the NFL shift of, looks like cap was down and next year it's going to be flat. Do I want to pay for a wide receiver or do I think in around three or four, probably get a pretty good athlete who we could develop into that position. So Matt, where does this draft class, as far as it relates to wide receivers, rank against the best we've ever seen? Hmm. You know, Jay, I think last year was the best that, that I've ever seen, you know, doing this since 2010 professionally. Last year was the year where it was like, my God, there's like seven or eight first-round wide receivers. You know, even a guy like Brendan I who went late first, you know, you're like, okay, this is a deep, deep wide receiver draft. This year is the best top three that I think I've seen in terms of first-round wide receivers. And and so I've actually done the research. You can go back to 2010. These three receivers, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, that is the best big three that we've seen. Now, obviously, 2014 – you know, with uh, Julio and A.J. Green, that was a pretty good year for the draft. It was a pretty good wide receiver class. But in terms of three wide receivers probably going to the top 15, I, I do think that this is the best class. The problem is there's a big drop-off. Two, Kadarius Tony from Florida, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. There, there's a pretty significant drop-off this year from the big three to, all right, four, five, six are good, but they're probably fringe first-round players. We're talking with Matt Miller, ESPN NFL draft contributor on the Goodyear Hotline. Well, when we talk draft, you know, you want to talk about classes, quarterback, obviously, we always go to that point. So we were talking about Carson Wentz, and he's leaving Philly. They have Jalen Hurts, but they don't have any other quarterbacks. Howie Roseman said he's going to search everywhere to find a quarterback this offseason. How likely is it that they might do it again in the first round, this time with the number six? I mean, I guess it's likely. By the way, Howie Roseman was the saddest man in America during that press conference. Howie, you're making millions of dollars to pick players, buddy. Smile a little bit. It's not that hard of a job, okay? Let's, let's chill. You've been there a minute. 
Uh, I do think that it's, it's likely, but they should not. And, and, you know, my argument, guys, is that you drafted Jalen Hurts at 53 overall last year. When you had Carson Wentz, you drafted Jalen Hurts. So you, you've already done this. You've already said to the guy, hey, we're going we're gonna to draft somebody to be behind you, whether they wanted it to be a Taysom Hill package or whatever. They did it. They pulled the trigger. They drafted the quarterback. Why would you do that again when instead – Jalen Hurts started four games last year, and his numbers weren't amazing, but he ignited the offense. They played better with him. They were more energetic with him. You could tell that the team rallied with Jalen Hurts, at quarterback, as opposed to Carson Wentz. So, like, why not at pick six? Jamar Chase could be on the board from LSU. Kyle Pitts could be on the board from Florida. Take the best pass catcher on the board. One of these players that we're, we're saying, like, this dude might be a Hall of Fame player at the, at the wide receiver or tight end position. Take that player. Try to build a supporting cast around Jalen Hurts. Something that, let's be honest, Carson Wentz had his faults, but they did not build a supporting cast around him. They had Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, these older wide receivers. Give Jalen Hurts a chance by drafting a, a young wide receiver, let him grow with somebody, and hey, if it doesn't work out, if you're bad, if he's bad, give me drafting high next year. And we know the NFL will find quarterback prospects next year to fall in love with in the top 10. So give it a year. Howie Roseman has been there since Andy Reid left, he has job security. Mm-hmm. You can wait one more year if Jalen Hurts is not your guy. Thank you, Matt. Matt, That's we have. Yeah, I, I know. All right, fine. I've been right, saying the, won whole, that. the whole time, Alan. You, you won the, the whole time. Matt, I just feel like. Matt Miller, the expert to come on just, to just confirm what I've been saying the whole time. Yeah, I, I needed an just expert. Just to agree with you, Jay. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. my job. Thanks, Matt. I, I needed an expert. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. So, what you can learn there, Matt, though, is to get used to saying, I was wrong. Okay, congratulations <laughs> exactly. on the engagement. But all I was trying to do there was provide that that, that lesson for you to just get Welcome used to, to it. Welcome to the new norm. That. It's the new norm, Matt. Congratulations, like brother. <laughs> all the best Thanks, to you. Fellas. All right. Awesome. Coming up, this I've been looking forward to too. Let's see if Jay says no. I was right. Final four picks. Who Jay says is going to be there in the final four, and who is going to win it all? But first, Jay will have this from Sintas. Today, people expect a new level of clean. Centos provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. Centos will keep you well-stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. Centos will hygienically clean and deliver your uniforms as well. Centos also helps you protect employees and customers with first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services. Centos helps you open your doors with confidence every day. Learn how CentOS can help keep your business clean and safe at CentOS.com. Get CentOS and get ready for the workday. Hey, it's Greeny, and Friday will be loaded up with the NFL free agency wheeling and dealing and the beginning of the madness of March. Don't miss a minute. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. 
quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. <laughs> Oh, the Ken Pill thing gets me every time. Yeah. It gets me every time. I mean, I said, look, I've been on this show before. I said I called him Clay Chapel. So bad. Wow. Yeah, it was really bad. Just <laughs> completely flicked. It's like you and I'm feeling it. By Friday, you don't even know what you're saying. I'm done. Like the words are just getting all I'm telling you right now, you by the time work, man. by the time I get done, it's gonna be eleven o'clock. Mm. I'm gonna have myself a beer. Mm-hmm. I'm on my couch. I'm locked in. Leave me alone. Right. Mom and dad, don't call. Friends, don't text. I'm not responding. Shut it down. Yes. The only thing I'm going to respond to is the boss in the house, which is my wife. Which means I'll be doing chores while also trying to watch the game. Yeah, you do it all. But that's why we have, you know, you just got your phone and you can bring that around with you as well. Meanwhile, a reminder. Today, the last day for you to sign up to play against Key, J, and Z on ESPN's Tournament Challenge. Sign up at ESPN.com slash bracket. Download the Tournament Challenge app and search KJZ or Bart and Han. I have mine in there as well with Bart. You could do that as well. So go ahead, get to that. But um, before we do your Final Four and get your champion, here's a story that, that you brought up with Val Ackerman that I, I think I want to go back to. The NCAA actually has said they are actively working to enhance existing resources for teams at the Women's Basketball Tournament in San Antonio after social media posts have shown the vast difference between weight training facilities for the women and for the men's tournament in Indianapolis. Um not just that. I mean, I don't. I don't know, Alan, why we have to There's go through this every time. Comments. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was the wobble, right? We heard that with the women's bubble. Yeah. And we saw pictures that came out of there about what, where their facilities were, amongst where the NBA facilities were. And I get it. I understand that the NBA is a higher grossing entity than the WNBA, but still, it's about doing what's right. And once again, it takes former star players to bring attention to things that are happening currently within the, Inescu, e- yeah. within the ecosystem for March Madness. You have Sabrina Onescu, who's a really good friend. She plays for, for Brooklyn. Uh, she tweeted out a picture about the weight facilities. Right. You see the men's facilities, which looks like an entire damn gym. And then you see one rack for the women's facility. Asia Wilson sending out pictures about swag bags and about the product that the men get as opposed to what the women get. Kelsey Plum has been tweeting about this. C.J. McCollum has been talking about this. 
It's uh, even pictures of the floor that the athletes for the women's tournament play on, where it literally looks like there is um, there's just a regular ground floor underneath, and the the, the gym is kind of like risen. But then there's it's just desolate. There's nothing there. Whereas you see the men's gyms, and it's like you know a posh court, polished. All, it's just uh, it's absurd. It's embarrassing for the NCAA. How is it and not I just, embarrassing? I just hate that the way the women's game is treated. I have a daughter. I have a daughter. Do- My daughter plays basketball every day with me on our little hoop. I want her to be afforded the same opportunity and the same luxuries that men get when they play this sport. There's even conversations happening about. I saw a, a woman address this the other day about what maybe maybe we should lower the rim for women's basketball so they can dunk. Do you know how insulting that is? Yes. Are you kidding me? Lower the rim? You people don't want to see that product. They complain about the product anyway. Now you're telling me they want to lower the. I lose my mind on conversations like this. It's just a, a, a complete slap in the face to women's basketball. I don't understand how you could have facilities for men's basketball where they all look the same. That's what you have to have, right? They, every, every court looks the same. That's what they did in the tournament. Everything's the same. Why can't everything then be the same in San Antonio? I don't understand how things are different. How someone goes there and, and you know, you have that set up, you have that, that, that part of, of, of the NCAA, this is your job, right? Facilities and, and all that stuff and management. And you go there, oh, let's set it up, and it looks nothing like what was in Indianapolis. Like, and, you're, like, and you don't notice that? Like, that's a, that is an absolute disgrace. Can't it really is. And oversight. the fact that the, the NCAA has to come out and say that, yeah, yeah, we got to fix that. They were, think, forced, they were forced to come out and say that. because you were embarrassed by it. They were forced. That you have former players that are tweeting about it, posting things on IG. Yeah. It's the only reason they responded. So we had Val Ackerman on earlier in the hour, and, and we, you did ask her about that, and she talked about how she was alarmed by the difference that she's heard about. I have just begun to see some notes on this, and I can't comment on it because I don't have all the facts. I do know, you know I have great respect for Lynn Holtzman, who's the vice president of, of the NCAA. Um, she's done an absolutely you know, Herculean job pulling together everything in, in Texas. I know women's basketball is very important to the NCAA. We've actually got a top team in UConn that's uh, down in Texas, and we expect to go far. So if there is, if there are some inequities, um, my sense is, you know, the NCAA is going to make that right quickly and uh, make sure that it's the kind of tournament that uh, that our women's basketball programs can be proud of. I've known about for a long time. Good. Yeah, if she actually had that evidence in front of her face, she would have been appalled. Would have been, yeah. And it, Val speaks her mind. I, we we might have heard, we we would have heard a different Val Ackerman. Yeah, she admitted that it was just coming across her desk. But it, it's amazing to think that in the story I'm reading on ESPN.com right now, that some of the, the especially the weight room accommodations that they're supposed to be improved by the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, so. You, so like we'll, we'll get so that I, we'll get that fixed in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. I have to hinder the way I train and do things that get me ready to play the best of my ability until we're lucky enough to win two games to actually get to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Well, it's like, and I was going to say that, you know, I, I know Val, she obviously didn't know a lot about it, but everybody's like, oh, we're going to be swift. You can't just swiftly make changes. We're still <laughs> – There's always a walkthrough before the setup. There's always that, that moment where you just – all right, right? You put, that, you put the stamp on it. Okay, we're done. This is done. This is complete. This is ready. That didn't happen. You heard uh, Val Ackerman uh, reference Lynn Holzman, the NCAA vice president for women's basketball, put out a statement acknowledging that some of the amenities would typically have access to have not been available inside the controlled environment. 
In part, this is due to the limited space, and the original plan was to expand the workout area once additional space was available later in the tournament. However, we want to be responsive to the needs of our participating teams, and we're actively working to enhance existing resources at practice courts, including additional weight training equipment. It's unfortunately just like a really bad look uh, for the NCAA, and obviously frustration for women's basketball. You know what the problem is, too? It doesn't even matter that she comes out with a statement. What people see on social media, I know that is a statement. Yeah, unfortunately, that that's that what is it is. Your statement. statement should have been first time around. All right, so we've got less than a minute. Your final four, Jay Will. I have Gonzaga, I have Texas, I have Baylor, and I have Illinois in my final four. Okay, my national championship game, I have Gonzaga and I have Illinois, nice. and I have Gonzaga winning the whole thing. Going I know for, my boy right, Chef perfect. Kev over in Chicago, tweets the show about 30 times a damn day. I know he's going to have Illinois, but Chef Kev, let's have a little bet there. You take Illinois, mm. I'll take Gonzaga, and the winner, we'll discuss it later via DM. How about that? Oh, I like that. Yeah. We'll put a little something down on it, but why not? You look, First of all, love the passion from listeners. Always listening, always tweeting. That's good. You accept that. So I also think to have that kind of champion, it'd be remarkable to have a historic champion this year. Greeny up next, James Brown, Diana Rossini, Mark Slareth, and more. Had a great week with you, Jay. You too, buddy. You're smart, man. Let's go, Alan. Let's go. Enjoy the hoop. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.